This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 847, Comic Reviews of the week of Wednesday, January the 27th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 847. It's our uh, comic reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, uh, January the 20... I want to say the 27th. Uh, thanks for uh, downloading this episode. Uh, we're going to look at some of these books uh, right before they become old news. Uh, it's currently February the 3rd, so they're literally on the cusp of being old news. I'm only talking about two books today. It's going to be a quick five-minute podcast, but some of the books I did not have a chance to read yet, but I'm ex- well, some of them I'm excited to read include... Uh, um, the Batman White Knight presents Harley Quinn number four, uh, Captain Marvel issue number 25 or Legacy 159. You got new issue of Conan, Daredevil, Deadpool, Excalibur, Fantastic Four, Future State Aquaman, Future State Batman Superman, Future State Dark Detective, Future State Legion of Superheroes, Future State Suicide Squad, uh, Future State Superman uh, versus Imperious Lex. You got the Joker and Harley cr- Criminal Sanity. You got Namor, Marvel, New Mutants, Savage Avengers, Shang-Chi, Star Wars Bounty Hunters, Strange Academy, Strange Adventures, uh, Wolverine, and X-Men. That is a lot of books. Uh, And what did I read? I read two. I read Amazing Spider-Man 158 and Challenge of the Super Sons, issue number seven. Uh, So let's jump right in, why don't we? Uh, So issue 58 of Amazing Spider-Man, this is, uh, we're we're done with Last Remains, we're done with the the two episode, two issue codas to Last Remains, and we're we're ready for something new, right? Uh, I got Nick Spencer writing it with Marcello or Marcello Ferreira on pencils, with Wayne Foucher on inks, and Maury Hollowell on colors, with virtual calligraphies Joe Caramagna on letters. Uh, Cover art is by Mark Bagley, John Dell, friend of the show, and um, Edgar Delgado. So it's called Negative Space Part 1. Um, you know, you, you have Barton Lee back, which means Mr. Negative's back, which means, of course, you're going to have the inner demons. Uh, I really like the artwork by March, uh, by uh, Ferreira. I thought it was really dynamic right from the beginning. You get that first shot of Spider-Man kind of holding his arm, uh, battle damaged, you know, just looks really forbidding. Uh, and then you kind of move into the rest of it and you go to earlier and you get to see Aunt May talking with Martin Lee and uh, having more Martin Lee explaining what kind of happened to him after, um, you know, the darkness was kind of vanquished and now it's back inside of him. And uh, there was a brief moment where he kind of uh, passed out. And so that means that Mr. Negative took control. So he thinks that he's putting Aunt May in danger. And at the same time, you have Peter Parker being a house call to Liz Osborne, who seems to have no idea what's going on with Harry. And it does bring up a lot of questions, though, that, you know, they were supposed to be off kind of building their life together. At what point did he go missing? Uh, At what point did he stop reporting in uh, to Liz? There's just a lot, so many questions about everything to do with Kindred and Harry Osborne and how it all makes sense. And we get some actually intriguing um, developments on the mystery here, which is, I think, the nicest I've been about this entire thing for as long as it's been going because I feel like a lot of the time I've just been kind of bored by the whole Kindred storyline but for once I was actually kind of interested in what was going on because it kind of you know it, there's a brief moment here where we get to see you know Harry Osborne's you know kind of armory of, of Green Goblin stuff at in his residence so obviously that brings up a lot of questions and the fact that Norman Osborne can find is something else but you know 
what does this mean? Because Harry wasn't becoming the Green, the Green Goblin again. He was becoming Kindred. So what the hell is this? Uh, I do kind of miss uh, the classic hairstyles of kind of all the, uh, both Normie and Norman and Harry. And I feel like modern interpretations, we don't get to see that, that hair. It's kind of there, but not really. And so we get to see Norman here. But, you know, he still looks like Norman, but not as much like Norman as he used to with the hairstyle. There's actually some uh, panels where he really looks different. Um, it's really in the Spider-Man when... Ferreira is really kicking into high gear when um, Peter, you know, takes off from Osborne's uh, to go save Aunt May at Feast. Um, you know, that first shot of Spider-Man kind of swinging through the air is really, really powerful, um, and you get a sense of the, the, you know, the speed and the urgency in that moment. Um, and then, kind of, you know, he goes to save uh, Barton Lee and Aunt May from the Inner Demons, and that's where you go there. And then, uh, at the end of this issue, you have a bit of a cliffhanger with uh, Kingpin and Kindred and an Inner Demon kind of confronting um, Kingpin and offering him a deal. Um, I will say it was probably the most I've enjoyed Amazing Spider-Man in a while. It did feel the kind of a return to form. You have the kind of subplots. You got more things going on, and it didn't feel like we were just spending all this time with Kindred just talking to Pete and killing him, and just I'm just done with it. And so I'm glad that we're kind of moving on to something not completely different, but a little bit different adjacent because, you know, we're still dealing with Kingpin wanting to find out about Kindred and wanting what Kingpin wants, but we're not really sure what that is yet. So I definitely thought it was at least a step in the right direction. Uh, and then uh, next up is, uh, you know, a very different book, uh, Challenge of the Super Sons. This is issue number seven. Um, I really dug this. I actually read this with my son who had not read any of the chapters before it. Uh, it's written by Peter J. Tomasi, uh, Max Rayner on art with Louis Guerrero on colors and Rob Lee on letters. Um, and I really dug this, you you know, they're back in the present. Uh, they're fighting with Vandal Savage. Uh, really liked how both Damien and um, and John were, were written. And they're, again, there's just something about the magic of them working together, which is really enjoyable. Um, I would say this issue is not quite as strong as the previous issue that I really dug uh, because it was a little bit more comedic with the poisonous gas that Superman, Superboy uh, had uh, ingested. But uh, this is really still interesting. I'm excited to see, you know, how they're going to, you know, um, save Cyborg next issue. Um, I really like the use of um, Damien in like, I guess what the Superman, I, I forget even what it's called, but basically their, their super sense mobile for lack of a better term. Um, and how he used to, to beat up Vandal Savage. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I thought this was just a, this was just a gas. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's what it's meant to be, you know, it's and Tomasi just understands his characters, understands how to write them well. Um, makes, you know, he understands how, what makes their camaraderie work. And I just really loved this. And in a week when most of DC's content was either black label or future state, this was kind of nice. Uh, even though it's a digital exclusive, it's nice to have something that's a little lighter and fun and, and just really enjoying it. Um, and then uh, talking about uh, you know books we'll talk about next week, uh, coming out on February the 3rd, just look, looking at Previous World, uh, which does not include DC anymore. Uh, coming up, we have Marvel Action Chillers, number 404 at IDW. Marvel Action Origins, number 1 of uh, 5, also at IDW. Uh, that Transformers Beast Wars, number 1, and Transformers vs. Terminator, the trade paperback. Um, and then over at Marvel, you have an Amazing Spider-Man 101 facsimile edition, 
guess that was supposed to be around when Morbius was coming out, but that's been delayed. So, you know, it's just fun to have a facsimile edition sometimes. Um, and then we also have Avengers, uh, Avengers Mech Strike, number one of five. Not even sure what that is. You got the Avengers by Hickman, complete collection, volume three coming out. You got Conan the Barbarian by Jason Aaron and Mahmoud, Mahmoud Azrar, uh, the hardcover, collecting the entire arc which is, what, 12 issues? Um, you got Dawn of X, Trade Paperback, Volume 12, as they keep going. Uh, you got the Eternals, Trade Paperback, to Defy Apocalypse. New issues of Hellions, Immortal Hulk, King of Black, Black Knight, King of Black, Gwenom vs. Carnage, King of Black, Marauders, King of Black, Return of Valkyries. Yes, it's King of Black all the time. Got Legend of Shang-Chi, number one. Got the Luke Cage Epic Collection, Trade Paperback, Retribution. Marvel Zombies, Trade Paperback, Resurrection. Got the Marvel Masterworks of Spider-Woman, Hardcover, Volume 2. Um, you got Morbius trade paperback preludes and nightmares. You got Scarlet Witch by James Robinson complete collection trade paperback, which is a nice collection. Uh, you got from the newest uh, kind of Marvel select line. You have Spider-Man Craven's Last Hunt. You got new issues of Star Wars Strange Academy. You got the Swordmaster trade paperback volume two. Uh, Uncanny X-Men hardcover X-Men disassembled. This feels like it's like what two years too late. Um, you know, it's it's all about a storyline that I would say of the what, 20 or so issues of Uncanny that happened before House of X, uh, the first 10 were not the strongest uh, compared to the latter 10. And yet that's what we're getting in this big hardcover here. I believe that's all that's in there. I'm actually not even totally sure. We got uh, Venom 33, which is part of uh, King and Black. Big surprise. And then you also have X-Factor number 7. Um, so a lot of stuff coming out on February the 3rd uh, for you to look forward to. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, rate and review the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. On our next episode, it's going to be a Comic Talk Spotlight. Uh, actually, I'm not even sure what I'm going to brand it as, but it's an episode with Curtis Finley of the uh, Epic Marvel uh, podcast, uh, talking about uh, what he's actually working on for the uh, Library of American Comics, um, which is uh, the For Better or For Worse co- uh, comic strip, um, which ran for 30 years by Lynn Johnson. So we get deep into that uh, as he is the editor of the project. And it's uh, a lot of, for me, I thought it was really interesting to kind of go behind the scenes of how a project like that kind of comes together and the different work that goes into it as well. So thanks for listening to this Comic Shenanigans podcast. Podcast and you can catch us next time. Bye-bye.